and like the cantina band. It's time for another Captain's Quarters podcast, and as you can see, our background is green, because this is the week of St. Patty's Day, and on that note, cheers to all of you, Sriracha. Aye, a little bit of rum, no whiskey for me. I did some over the weekend at the Celtic Festival, the St. Augustine Celtic Festival, but for now, a cheer, and how can you find us? Well, that's very simple. Go to YouTube, find Captain's Quarters podcast. We even have a little banner there. You can use the QR code. Go there and like us, follow us, be a part of what we do. So you can be a part of our show every week, 8 p.m. Monday. And as we start our show, let's welcome the rest of the crew. There's Navigator Davey Longwood, I Gunner Hellfire Henley, and Madcap Mandy Joe, our ship's cartographer. She makes sure we stay in line with everything um, actually, she knows much more than most of the rest of us all put together. So that's a good thing to have her about. All right. So cheers to all of you. Cheers to each and every one of you. All right. Believe it or not, as we always like to do, that was almost the last of my favorite rum, spiced orange rum from City Gate. There is just one more swallow in there. I'll save it for next week, ladies and gentlemen. And then Davey can put up those little posts that he always puts up when we talk about rum. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. I might be why the rum is always gone. There you go. On that note, you know how to get in touch with us. You can get to us for YouTube. And, of course, we want you to be a part of the show. But as we always like to start off, every show, 8 Bells, sponsored by Rikers Reenactors. Ladies and gentlemen, 8 Bells is very important. 8 Bells is traditionally the ringing of the bells to signify someone passing over. Not passing over in rank, but passing from this world to the next. What do we have, David? We have Bert Ira Gordon, was an American filmmaker and visual effects artist. He is best known for writing and directing sci-fi movies and horror B-movies such as King Dinosaur, The Amazing Colossal Man, Earth vs. the Spider, Village of the Giants, and Empire of the Ants. I remember Empire of the Ants. That was a scary one. Aye, those are all old ones. A couple of those are the old black and whites. You can't can't miss that. That's a good one. Old black and whites. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, Robert Blake passed away. Many of you may, might remember him from his TV series Beretta, but he had a whole lot of other things. He was a dancer. He was a singer. He was a guitar player. And he was in the film Cold Blood. And in the 1970s, he did the television series Beretta. He had a cockatoo on his shoulder all the time. He always had a parrot, so I think he was part pirate. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, he was 89 years old, and Mr. Gordon there was 100. Look at that, ladies and gentlemen, 100 years old. I Are those the only two we have today? No, Captain. No, we got a couple more. Hey, Ian Woodward Falconer, an American author and illustrator of children's books and a designer of sets and costumes for the theater. He created 30 covers for The New Yorker as well as other publications. Falconer wrote and illustrated the Olivia series of children's books chronicling the adventures of a young girl, a, a young pig, a series initially conceived as a Christmas gift for his young niece. He was 63. And I'll probably 
below this name. Chayam Tapol, Hebrew, also spelled Hayam Tapol. Uh, he was an Israeli actor, singer, and illustrator. He is best known for his portrayal of Tivye, the lead role in the stage musical Fiddler on the Roof. I probably blew that one. Your theater, who was that? What is that name there, Mr. Longwood? Tevye. T-E-V-Y-E. Tevye. Tevye. There you go. He also did the film. He was also in the film? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he played Broadway for a long time on that role. It was, it Performing was. in that role for over 3,500 <laughs> times from 1967 to 2009. Ladies and gentlemen, that is somebody that we should be admiring. Look at all that stage time he had. Very good. Any others, Mr. Davey? Those are four? That was it. All right. As always, eight bells. <laughs> All right, the monkey's lost his hammer for the bell. There it goes. Good job, Mr. Davey. A little slow, but that's all right. We had a rough week. We'll be talking about that in just a few minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, we've done something new. We're doing a lot of streamlining to our show, and we have several segments here, and every segment has a sponsor, believe it or not. The next segment that we're like to bring up to you is the Joke of the Week by Mini Mayhem. Yes, Mini Mayhem has a Joke of the Week, and that's sponsored by Shiver Me Pictures. And... Mini Mayhem's joke of the week. How do you save a dying pirate? Now, we're not going to tell you. We'll close the show or be towards the end of the show, and we'll do the reveal of Mini Mayhem's joke of the week. How do you save a dying pirate? If you think you know, great. Keep it to yourself until the end of the show. For now, though, quote of the week is by Spyglass Travel. Our friends at Spyglass Travel have sponsored quote of the week. And you have enemies? Good. That means you've stood up for something sometime in your life. Winston Churchill. Ladies and gentlemen, I have actually used that quote myself for some of the things I do. Yes, I do have enemies. Why? Because I have stood up for something. I do not believe in some of the silliness that goes on amongst magicians and, and pirates and reenactors. And I've stood up and said something. That gives me enemies. I don't care. Hurts my feelings once in a while, but other than that, it's important. Because if we don't say anything, ladies and gentlemen, then the bullies and the naysayers win. And then everybody thinks it's okay. We have to stop allowing people to get away with their behind-the-scenes bullying and berating people who are standing up for what they believe in. Everybody has an opinion. Everybody has a right to that opinion. Everybody has a right to their voice. And I firmly believe that. So that is a great quote there, Mr. Longwood. I love that one. Winston Churchill was a great man. That is brought to us by Spyglass Travel. Question of the week, sponsored by our friends, the Ancient City Sirens, Miss Gina and her lady pirates. And the question of the week, wearing green, tasting whiskey, corned beef and cabbage, traditional or non-traditional when wearing a kilt, how do you honor the day? Oh, you slipped something in on me there, didn't you, Mr. Davey? Hey, hey, some people would say not uh, traditional or non-traditional would also be considered regimental. Aye, that is in the wearing of the kilt. If you need it explained to you, well, 
figure it out on your own. But let's see how we all honor the day. I know that uh, we're talking about going out and having some corned beef cabbage from somewhere, but always on a Friday night, especially if we'll be crowded, we'll see what happens. But that's our question of the week. And we move right into Crew Adventures. Ladies and gentlemen, Crew Adventures is all about the St. Augustine Swashbucklers and the crew of the podcast and what we're doing. We're going to tell you a little bit about what we just finished doing. We just finished the St. Augustine Celtic Music and Heritage Festival. Ooh, I got the whole title in that time. Not just the Celtic Festival, ladies and gentlemen, the Music and Heritage Festival. And we have quite a bit of things to show you. First, let me tell you about the beer booth. We run a beer booth there for the Celtic people and the St. Augustine Swashbucklers does that beer booth. We man it for the entire time, all day Saturday, all day Sunday, 56 shifts. We don't have enough pirates, but we put the word out to some of the other crews that we work with. Miss Gina's Sirens takes on one whole shift because each shift takes at least eight to nine people. We also have our good friends with the Seawolf Privateers out of Flagler County and some good friends that are here in St. John's County now that just formed a crew and they're now working with us. The crew of the 829 out of the Elks Lodge over on Anastasia Island. So here's what we do, just so you know. There are 56 shifts. All the money is pooled into one pot and then divided by 56 shares. Every crew that however many shares they do, however many shifts they do, is how many shares they get. Exactly the way a pirate crew would do it. The money's pooled. It's divided evenly amongst the crew. We don't go for the extra, a couple of shares for the captain. No, because we have at least two captains. The captain of the Seawolf, Alan Scathard, he was there doing his time on Sunday. So we don't throw extra shifts in there or extra shares because of the captains or the ship or anything else. Straight across the board, 56 shifts, 56 shares. We raise this year unofficially somewhere between $2,700 and $2,800. Once it's invited out, all that money goes to the individual crews and they do with it as they will for their own individual charities. We'll talk about that more next Monday so that you have an idea of what we're actually doing, but $2,700 to $2,800. Saturday was strong. All the shifts made over, in three-hour shifts, all the shifts made over $500 a shift average. Sunday, though, for some reason, the weather was nice, the music was grand, everything was wonderful, but the crowds were not as heavy on Sunday. But it was still a great time. And Davey, what did we have to show off? Do you have a video?
good, very good, very good. Yeah, it was a task, Captain, because there was more pictures than that. I just... Oh, yes. Lots of pictures. As you can see, Max was a big hit. We took yeah. Max out, dressed him up in his nice little hat. He was in the parade with me. He walked up to the parade, but he did not walk the parade. And then he walked back from the parade, and then he was pretty well done in. But he stayed with us almost the entire day, from 8 o'clock in the morning till 7 o'clock at night. That's a long time for him to be active like that. But I think it's all because of Max that Gina won that first place <laughs> trophy, because Max the dog was on there. Maximus Mayhem was on her ship. Although, let's be really honest, congratulations to Gina and the girls and the ship. They did a grand job. It's their first time out, I believe, with the ship in the parade, and they've done well. Got a long ways to go, though, because the St. Augustine Swashbucklers won that first place trophy five years in a row. You've got one, four more to go, and you're good. All right, and then we'll just start stacking those trophies up in the field and let everybody see how well we work together for all these years. So, ladies and gentlemen, congratulations to them. Anything else we need to talk about on the Celtic Festival? Not on the Celtic. All right, very good. What else do we have then? We have um, a, a little brief video about St. Patrick's Day. Hi, right, let's have St. Patty's Day. Their best green attire every March 17th to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. But there is a lot we bet you didn't know about Ireland's patron saints. To start with, St. Patrick wasn't even Irish. He was born around the 5th century in Britain, then part of the Roman Empire. At 16, he was kidnapped by Irish raiders and spent six years in captivity. He converted to Christianity and later returned to Ireland to spend the rest of his life working as a Christian missionary. After Patrick died on March 17, 461, he was largely forgotten until mythology and legend grew and centuries later he was honored as the patron saint of Ireland. According to one famous myth, Patrick drove all the snakes from Ireland. The story symbolized Patrick cleansing the island of paganism. There's just one problem. Ireland never had any snakes to begin with. The Emerald Isle is surrounded by water too frigid for snakes to migrate there, whether from Britain or anywhere else. According to another famous story, Patrick used the three leaves of the shamrock to explain the Holy Trinity. As a result, people in 18th century Ireland started wearing shamrocks on March 17th to signify their Irish Christian pride. That tradition later grew into wearing green clothing, a popular St. Patrick's Day custom today. Though shamrocks don't really exist, we know them as any one of several three-leaf plants, such as wood sorrel or white and yellow clover. As important as St. Patrick is to Irish history, we bet you didn't know the tradition of celebrating March 17th with parades actually started in America. The parade tradition really took off after the Great Potato Famine hit Ireland in the 1840s, sending hundreds of thousands of Irish immigrants pouring into New York, Boston, and other American cities. The first record of a St. Patrick's Day parade in New York dates to 1762, when a group of Irish soldiers serving with the British marched a few blocks to a tavern in Lower Manhattan. Today, it's the largest and longest St. Patrick's Day parade, boasting close to 200,000 participants and nearly 3 million spectators each year. So this March 17th, we hope you'll be wearing green and toasting to some St. Patrick's Day history that we bet you didn't know. Very good, very good. So, 
this would be a great time. Maybe we should... Uh, no, we still have some crew adventures to take care of. Let's take care of that first. Uh, anything else with the swashbucklers? Ah, we're going to talk about the Seawolf Privateers, ladies and gentlemen. On May 6th, they have a Monopoly, Pirates of the Caribbean Monopoly game night. And they it is being put on by Carabas Grill from 5 to 9 at the Palm Coast Community Center. And everybody should come on out and be a part of that. We also have several things coming up down the road for the St. Augustine Swashbucklers. In two weekends, not this one coming up, but the next one over, the St. Augustine Swashbucklers will be providing all the entertainment and the games for the Lions Club Seafood Festival. This is an annual event for them, and I believe the Swashbucklers have been involved in it at least eight years. Same with the Celtic Festival. We've been involved with the Celtic Festival for at least nine years. Uh, Long-term long-running relationships with both the Lions Club and the Romanza and the Celtic Festival. We're proud of those long-running relationships. They ask us back every year, and it's always a lot of fun. We have a few other things happening down the road. In a few weeks, we'll be talking about something that's going on near Charleston, South Carolina. That will be Adam Morrow's birthday celebration. It's looking to be a grand success, and myself, Captain Mayhem, and my quartermaster, We'll be going up for the day, actually for the weekend, camping out there with some of the other pirates, celebrating the times in pirate fashion. And around the first part of April, we'll have Adam Morrow on to explain more about what that all entails. We are working on Midsummer Night's Dream for June 17th. That'll be in the summertime. And there may be something special going on on May 13th. It happens to be World Belly Dance Day. Miss Gina is working on something. I'm working on something also. And both those events will be back to back. And then a small pub crawl down St. George Street, stopping in at our favorite watering holes, just to have a good time and socialize because that's also the weekend of the Romanza events. And we want to show our support to Romanza for all of that. So that's May 13th. Also happens to be Mother's Day weekend. So make sure you honor your mother in some way, shape or form. Did I miss anything, Mr. Longwood? No, Captain. Hi, Mandy, Joe. Everything good? You're keeping yep. up with me, right? All right, oh, yeah. very good. So, on that note, what else do we have to talk about? Oh, I, I, I think we need to talk a little bit about um, Gunner Harrowfire's newest segment. You know what? I think that's a good idea. See, we've been working with Mandy Joe being a part of our team now. She's been giving us some pointers and some tips on things, on how things work. We've learned a whole lot in the last month or so. And one of the things we've learned is doing little shorts. That's not what we're wearing, little short videos. And those shorts are less than a minute. And we post them out there along on our pages, our Facebook pages and our podcast pages to get everybody interested because it boosts the knowledge of what we're doing. Have I explained it right, Mandy? Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Very good. Thanks for the input. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mr. Hellfire, we've been pushing him and pushing him to try to get more involved and do some things because otherwise he just sits there and, and talks too much and mumbles and groans. And we can't have all that mumbling and groaning because it's distracting for the rest of the show. So what do we do? We gave him something to do. Actually, I didn't give him something to do. I think there was a little angel called Mandy Joe pushing him to try something. And we debuted it last week. And I have to say in public, 
I was quite impressed. I thought it was very good. It was very well done. Hats off to you. Well played, Mr. Henley. But let's do this. Let's show it to everybody and brag about it a bit more. Mr. Longwood, pop it up there. All right, here we go. Ah, a vast crew, Gunnar Henley here. Did you know today is the birthday of none other than Anne Bonny? I, it's said Anne Bonny was born in 1697 in Cork, Ireland. Fun fact though, did you know Anne Bonny was only actively a pirate from 1718 to 1720? When she was captured in 1720, of course, and sentenced to be hanged. I, but she pleaded her belly, claimed she was with child, and they temporarily allowed her to live until the child was born. Happy birthday, lass. And stay tuned, crew. There's more to come. And don't forget to tune in every Monday night to the Captain's Quarters podcast for more history. Huzzah. Very good, Mr. Hanley. Very good. I Thank think you, you did well. Um, so I, I have a couple questions for you. I, I, Were you able to do it in one take, or did you do a couple just to see if how? Unfortunately, not. That was the third take. Breeze <laughs> a charm. I can live with that. Uh oh, we just lost a few people. There they are. They're coming back. All right. So no, you did a you did a fine job. Thank you. I, I, Thank I, you. I I'm extremely impressed, and I think now we've found something that we can put you into doing. We're working on some other miniature movies like we did a year and a half ago. We did a really great movie of the um, Captain Mayhem and his pirates in uh, a cemetery. Uh, Mr. Longwood and I have scoped out a piece of property we think will be ideal to do something else, and we're going to work on that. And Mr. Henley, when he did the, the Halloween event with us, the video, I had in mind the kind of character I wanted him to play. I only had to, sh to tell him about it and give him a, a vague idea, and he played it to the T. He did exactly right. He, uh, and he may not know this, he may not even think this, but Mr. Henley does have some improv acting ability. He was able to, to, to play on the fly with it. And as most of the pirates know when they're doing stuff with me, improv is is the way I prefer to do things because spontaneous usually is more funny than scripted, at least in my opinion. So we do a lot of improv with the things that we do. I'm very lucky almost all the time that I do a short in some way, shape or form, um, those shorts, um, videos that we've done in the past, I'm able to do them all in about one take. I'm not bragging, I'm just saying that that's the, the value of improv. Just put in your head what you want to do, speak clearly, and go forward. That gives you confidence. And the more you do, the more confidence you'll have. So, Mr. Henley, we will expect you to do some more soon. Nice. Right. <laughs> very good, very good. Now, Mandy, have you done any yet? Or are you still too not. busy just sorting them? So, so I just I made the entire calendar of everybody's birthdays and deaths that have died, except for I've got a few more I can add from my fun book that was sitting at my house all day. And then and a, I'm going to go hit some events out here and go have some fun. Good. When you do that, we put some of that on. You represent Captain's Quarters podcast out that way. Maybe I need to put some business cards in a, in a box and send it out to you so you have some. 
probably I can't get back out there that I know for sure until September. So, yeah. All right, so we'll put something in the mail for you and send you a, a box of, of them so you can use them. Um, it's It's been a lot of fun doing this. Tonight's a very relaxed show because after 30-some hours over the weekend doing the Celtic Festival, I was just all in today. I, I, I'm still moving slow. Um, I know Mr. Longwood, he was there almost all day, well, all day Saturday, all day Saturday and most of the day Sunday. Um, and uh, Gunfire Hen Henley, he was there all day Saturday. And when did you finally leave from the park? About uh, one or two? I had to get the heck out of Dodge at 12.30 on Sunday. All right. When did so, you vanish, Mr. Longwood? After the second, my shift, my second okay. shift was over. Very good. So everybody worked a lot. Um, if you take set up and take down and everything else, um, for me, it was about a 37-hour week, weekend. Um and the, the rest of the crew, they all did marginal right along with it. So we're, we're right there. Everybody worked hard. We had a store. We had the beer booth. Um, we took in donations and a raffle. We had a good time. And every time we do something, we come up with new ways to do even more to make it even better. That's the grand thing about doing these events. So next weekend, not this weekend coming up, but next weekend, the Seafood Lions the Lions Seafood Festival is coming up, and we'll be out there. I know that Andrew Ratliff will be there doing some juggling and <laughs> magic, I think. Yeah. I know that I've booked him to do some. I will be doing three magic shows on Saturday and three on Sunday. I had only scheduled to do two, but the Seafood, the Lions Club, um, they asked if I would include one more. So I've got to do three shows on Saturday and three shows on Sunday. So we'll see how that goes. On top of that, we have our games. We have some great games. We've built some really new ones that are going to be working out well with us. So we'll be doing some great games. We'll have Miss Gina's ship. It will be the backdrop for all the shows, all the performances. And we're in the center of the entire field. And it's now called Pirate's Landing or Pirate's Cove at the Spanish Landing is the way they're now advertising it. So come on out and see us. It's a grand dime. Now, I did see one thing. I'm going to put something a little controversial here. I did see some people that had some issues with the cost of the Celtic Festival this past weekend. Um, I'm only going to say it this way. It is getting more and more and more expensive to do these festivals. Insurance costs a lot. Um, that is city property. They're not very generous with the, with the property as far as cost goes. There are all kinds of other costs in, involved. And it's getting harder and harder to do these festivals and keep them at a nominal fee. There is no solution. We just have to understand that a special occasion like the Celtic Festival, we're going to pay a little bit more. The music was wonderful. We had outstanding bands from Ireland and Scotland here. Plus, um, I believe there was at least one of the bands was from Canada also. They were down here. I got a chance to talk to them. They shared the stage in the second tent with me. I had a, my shows there, and they were on the stage doing some music teaching, so to speak. And, and I think, uh, gosh, and I can't think of the name of them. I got so many Irish names of bands in my head, I can't think of the name of them properly. But they were there, and it's just a grand time. 
The only thing that I think was missing, a lot of people thought that, wait, what's the Celtic Festival without Guinness? Well, I understand that for some, but there was some good um, cider and some Duke's Brown Ale, and, well, the food was great, too. And uh, the booth right next to me, the guy is from, uh, he's a food vendor, he's from the Carolinas, and he makes the best haggis in the world. In fact, some of the Scottish performers that came took my word for it and went over and had haggis and said, it's even better than some of the haggis they've had in Scotland. So I know my haggis, I sure do. And in fact, brought a plate of it home, a tub of it home because he didn't want to throw it away. And I had me some haggis and eggs for lunch today. So if you don't know what it is, we won't go into detail in explaining it to you. Let's just say, Scottish chitlins. That's the easiest way to explain it, ladies and gentlemen. But it is well worth it. My wife won't eat it. And we had a few others that we may try it, but they won't eat it either. But guess what? I love it. And it's well worth it. Davey, did you try it? Uh, no. Uh, Donna did, did and she liked it. What's that? Donna tried it and she loved it. Good. Very good. Mr. Henley, did you try it? No, never. I... I may have to make it a requirement that everybody has to have a taste next year. Yeah. Let me say no. Ooh, I'm busy next year. I won't be able to come. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And they, they, they were so generous there with um, our time and with everything that we do for the Celtic Festival that uh, they gave me a, a bonus of a couple of extra bottles of Jameson's that I'm hanging on to for the crew so that we can all teach the crew how to do picklebacks. Jameson's and pickle juice. Uh, it's well worth it. So, it was a good weekend. Goat innards and oatmeal. Pass. Well, <laughs> you didn't have to put it that way. It's easier to say chitlins and be done with it. <laughs> but it is worth it. And you mix it, you have it with mashed potatoes and shepherd's pie and some good brown gravy. And it, it, it's just, it's a, it, it's wonderful. And I firmly believe that where, wherever you go in the world, and I did this when I was in the military, 15 years in the military, I traveled to uh, 10 different countries of the world. I always tried to find the mom and pop places to eat the food that was native to those countries. It almost did me in once, <laughs> almost died from it once, but um, eating the food and learning of the kind of food and the tradition of the food in countries you go to, makes you a better American. Because one, it gives you a chance to taste things that are wonderful out throughout the world. And two, well, it gives you a chance to see how other people prepare and do things. It's not all American across the world, ladies and gentlemen. There are many other countries in the world and they all have their idiosyncrasies on the way they prefer to do things. So make sure that you are trying the food from wherever you're at. Now, on that note, what else do we have, Mr. Longwood? Um, we did the video highlight. Yep. yep. Uh, time for uh, about this week in nautical history. Okay. And that's sponsored, ladies and gentlemen, by uh, the Pirate Museum. Always the Pirate Museum. They're a big sponsor of everything we do. So they sponsor this week in nautical history. Go ahead.
very good, very good. Good navy things there. I like that. And old Ironsides. I've actually stood on the deck of that one once. Aye, it's a good one. We always like to do a little bit of a mail call. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm always constantly getting mail. I'm adding a few extras to it tonight. But first, let me give you a couple of these that I got from some children that took one of my tours back in January. Ahoy, matey. I just wanted to say thanks for the tour of the Pirate Museum. My favorite part was the story of Blackbeard. Aye. From Aaron Nikun, grade four. And another one. And it's not easy to read this writing. I thought my writing was bad. Let's see. Uh, thank you for... I can't even read it. Aye, my favorite part was when we went in the room and heard, 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 heard the story of Blackbeard. Aye, thank you very much. Oh, and the jokes were wonderful, he says. Very good. That comes from Jai Urban. Now, some of you may know that I also portray another figure. And I found a couple of these in, in one of my boxes and I thought I would share them too. I won't tell you what the figure is. I'll let you take a guess. <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, every Christmas I am somebody else. In fact, I'm that somebody else so much that mayhem usually gets put in the closet. But I did get a really nice card handed to me while I was playing that character. I love the front of the card. This was really interesting. Look at that. Ho, ho, ho. All right. <laughs> And it's very simple. He wrote inside of it, Merry Christmas, Santa Claus. I want a reboard. I love Christmas. I love Santa. And it came from Hallie May. I don't know where Hallie May lives, but if she ever hears us, Santa's very appreciative of what you sent him. He loves getting messages from all the children. Every week, ladies and gentlemen, we'll read bits and pieces of the mail. We have some stacked up, <coughs> so some of it may be older mail until we start getting more mail, but we'll fill in the gap with mail call. That's not really sponsored by anybody. That's just mayhem liking to share what we get from people who come and experience the things that we do with the podcast or with the St. Augustine Swashbucklers or the pirate events, or even, ladies and gentlemen, when they get a visit from the jolly old fat man. Yes. So we like to share that with everybody. On that note, we're going to do This Week in History, and while we're doing This Week in History, I will be looking at all the messages in the comments that came in. We'll do a quick one of that. Uh, Mandy Joe, if you'll do the same thing for me, we'll see what we got. This Week in History is always sponsored by our good friends at Dick's Wings. And if you haven't been down there, he's got a great lunch burger down there. You should go try it. But we've Try to make it a point to go in there at least once a week and try some of the food. His wings are excellent. Dick's Wings on US, pardon me, US 1 by the shores. Go for it, Mr. Longwood.
Ah, very good. As always, Mr. Davy, you seem to find some of the greatest ones that fit each and every week. I love it. Very, very good. So, I've looked at some of the comments, and we'll start at the very top and work our way down. See if there's any here that might be kind of fun. Uh, thank you, Zachary Harker and Captain Smoo, for being a part of our audience. We truly appreciate that. Hi, Captain Smoo is up there in Canada, and Zachary Harker, I believe, is Michigan, if I'm properly right. Yes, very good. Nightingale in Florida, very good. Will the Historian, that's all the way up in northern Alabama. And for those of you that don't know, because I say it every time, that is my son. He is a history teacher in the school district up there in northern Alabama. Let's see what else we have here. Um, here's to all the lucky leprechauns and their lovely cookies. Okay, very good. Uh, we got a couple of Facebook users that are listening and or watching. We appreciate that always. Um, and Nightingale in Florida remembers the cockatoo that um, was on Beretta's shoulder all the time. I appreciate that. Uh, go away. Something just popped up on my screen. Don't need it. Go away. Thank you. Um, uh, evil happens when good men do nothing. That's from Nightingale in Florida. And when I saw that, I quickly went, while the uh, history was playing, and I quickly went and looked it up. That is actually not the quote. We all use it that way, but it is actually not the quote. We've just learned, I've just learned something. Many people accredit it to John F. Kennedy, but John F. Kennedy, he accredits it to a man named um, Burke, Edmund Burke. But the actual real quote is, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is that good men do nothing. But when John F. Kennedy used it in his speeches, and he was known to use it quite often, he changed the wording a bit um, to one thing, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is that good men do nothing, and the quote has not been successfully traced to an originator. So um, Edmund Burke died in 1797, John Stuart Mill died in 1873. Both men are attributed to this possibility of this quote. So, just something new for us to learn. There's a whole lot more here. <coughs> but, it's a good quote nonetheless, because it does make sense. If all the good people stand around, the evil people will just take over. So, and then there were several agreements to that. Um, we appreciate that. Will the historian, his answer to the question, whiskey, shepherd's pie, bread pudding, and maybe some bar hopping, will add a kilt soon. Well, you better add it before you go out bar hopping, otherwise you're going to get arrested for being pantsless. <laughs> hey, let's see. Wearing a green, of course, and remembering St. Patrick. That's our night, Nightingale. Aaron Tippin. This is Jim, our good friend Jim there. Aaron Tippin sings a song, You've Got to Stand for Something. It's spot on as well. You're absolutely right. I do recall that song. Uh, Zachary Harker, his mother is side of the family is Irish, so we would get together for corned beef and cabbage. I'm not even sure how many heads of cabbage my grandmother boils each year, as long as it's only the heads of cabbage. <laughs> uh, Donna Bogus, she says, holy cow, we did well with the uh, festival. We sure did. I see Scarlett Dearheart has signed in. Very good. Athena Ravenclaw. Ahoy, and welcome to the show. We're glad to have you here. Uh, Ransom Mayhem is over from Panama City. He's bragging on Gina's ship. And let's see. Yeah. 
could have rode that ship if you were uh, over there with us, mate. Let's see. Nightingale in Florida, my mother's side of the family, came over from Ireland during the potato famine. Ah, yes, the great potato famine. Anything else we have here, not to mention the advertising expenses as well. Oh, that was our conversation about the event, the events in the field. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not cheap to have events in the field. It's very, very expensive. The city has some, some pretty steep rates, and they have some some demanding requirements that every, every event has to follow through with, and it costs money. If, uh, without being too antagonistic, if the fees were not as high, some of the festivals would probably be able to charge less. I know that to be a fact because three, four, five, and six years ago when the fees were less, the fees to get into the events were much, much, much lower. But as the fees go up, so does the entrance. You got to be able to pay for it. Hi, right, Gina Marie is there, and if she's just signing in at 8.30, which is now uh, almost 10 to 9, so we must say congratulations to Miss Gina and the girls of the Sirens for winning that first place trophy. I'll reiterate, you got four more to go, and then you can catch up with old Captain Mayhem. <laughs> Very good. Who else do we have saying anything? Scottish Chitlins. Oh, you like that one, did you, Nightingale in, in Florida? Thank you very much. Scottish Chitlins it is. And the first time she said Scottish Caitlins. No, that would be Caitlin Jenner, and that's not going to work. Okay. <laughs> uh, has anyone had crap? I, I can't even pronounce that word. What is that word? Kranichan? I have no idea what it is. Now you got me wondering. We'll have to look that one up and see what First it is. Link, link, keep going. What's that? I put a link in there to one of the restaurants if you keep going. Okay, very good. Uh, Will the historian making a week of Irish dishes for St. Patrick's Day today? Tonight is shepherd's pie. I have some. No, I don't have shepherd's pie in the refrigerator this time. I have some haggis still. Oh, I put it in the freezer. Let's see. Jim, he says, Blackbeard stories always pike my interest as well. Very good. And Athena, what is that? I might have to try it sometime. So do we have an answer to that? Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, here we go. It's a Scottish dessert of cream and fresh seasoned raspberries from their August harvest. Its origins are from crowdy, crowdy cheese is combined with lightly toasted oatmeal cream and local honey. Sounds good. I'd try it. Sounds really good. I like that. I, I think uh, I'll pass on all the strange foods and stick with Menorcan chowder, <laughs> as if that wasn't strange. Yes, right. I, see, one of the good things about this show, we've now all learned something about the quote, and we've learned something about some food tonight. So that's a good thing. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have things you want us to talk about, please make sure you send us an email or a message. You can message any one of the four of us because we all talk and try to figure out what we can do. Corned beef is Jewish, really. American-Irish, but not traditionally Irish. Actually, you're absolutely right. Corned beef was more Americanized, um, and they did not really do corned beef and cabbage in <laughs> Ireland. So... Uh, 
The Scottish Fest in Panama City costs more to get in, and it is less than a third of the size of St. Augustine. Well, there you have it. I, I see that we've reached the end. No worries, Zachary didn't know what that was either. Okay, very good. So, ladies and gentlemen, I love it when we have good quotes and we have people watching. And we do have other people that are watching and they just don't get involved. That's fine. We want you to watch. We want you to spread the word. If we put a link on our, of our show on your Facebook page, please share it. Please send it around. Make sure others get it or get onto our Facebook page, the Captain's Quarters Podcast Facebook page, and be a part of it. That way you get some extra information about what's going on. We're working on the possibility of a podcast t-shirt soon. We'll see how that goes and more and more merchandise. I was going to use the word merc, but I, some people might not understand what that is. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, I believe we have reached almost the end of the show, but it's time to brag about our numbers a little bit. What do you say, Mr. Uh, Longwood? YouTube, our channel an analytics. We are at 568 subscribers, 143 in the last 28 days. That's pretty good. I like that. Our summary, we're getting views of 17,000 views. We're, our watch time is 275 hours. That's a lot. You're up. You're up. It's 469. We're up already to 569. Look at that. We've jumped one. Everyone is important to us. I, some of the top videos, Albinock at the Felt Celtic Festival, Albinock at the Celtic Festival, Sirens Gone Wild. Yes, they were all dancing for the, to all of that. Those all got quite a few views. Look at that. We're doing well, ladies and gentlemen. We're doing well. You can catch us on eight different platforms now, ladies and gentlemen, not just YouTube, not just Facebook. We have other platforms. There it is, YouTube, Spotify, Instagram. That's how you can watch us. That's how you can see us. The five at the bottom are how you can listen to us. Stitcher, iHeart, CastBox, Apple Podcast, and Amazon Music. There are the QR codes for all of it. Click on them, put your phone up there, pick the one you like, and follow us when you can. Put it on your phone, be a part of what we do, and you can listen to us or watch us anytime you want and be a part of the crew and part of the podcast. What else do we need to show off our, oh, um, our thank you video? Yeah, that's a thank you video. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen.
we have a lot of people to thank. And Davey, I noticed that I need to add a couple of things to the, the panels. Should have done that today. My apologies. It will be updated by next Monday night. Now, I do have a quick little, um, uh, more of a, this St. Patty's Day, um, how not to be. A, a All right. Well. I am a unicorn. I am a unicorn. I can see myself doing that. Yes, I can see you doing that, and it would only take about three shots. Oh, shit. Four. Ah, four. He's graduated, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. He's graduated. So before we sign off, ladies and gentlemen. We have the Mayhem's reveal. Oh, that's right. We do. We forgot that. What's the reveal of Mini Mayhem's joke? Oh, how do you keep a pirate from dying? CPR. <laughs> I hope the jokes get better in the, as the weeks go on. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> very good. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know it, Mandy is out there in Utah. So she's even earlier than us. Do you guys have the time change too? Yeah, so it's almost seven o'clock here right now. All right. So you're two hours behind us. Anything you want to throw into the show for tonight? I don't know. I know that in two weeks, is it? A week and a half is the Vegas Pirate Festival. Are you going to go down there? I'm in St. George, so I'm about an hour and a half away from it the same weekend. So I'm going to try to sneak over and go see Moe's pirate ship that he built. You know what? We ought to find out who's um, who's running that pirate festival and see if we can make contact with them and put them on the show. When is their event? What's the date? Next weekend. The same weekend as the seafood festival? Uh, when's the seafood festival? Two weekends away. So, yeah, because this weekend I'm in Salt Lake, and then the next week I'm in St. George. So, yes, it's the next weekend. wonder if we can make contact with them and put them on Monday Night Show. Mo might know if you know how to get a hold of him. I can get a hold of Mo. Let me see. If, if not them, we'll have Mo do it. We'll get yeah. Mo involved. All right, very good. Mo's a good friend of ours, a pirate in Las Vegas, but they have a good pirate festival out there. And maybe we'll do some... Uh, Checking on that. I'll, I'll I'll work on that this week and see if somebody we can get somebody. Somebody's saying Paul and Stephanie Rogers. What's that? Somebody's saying Paul and Stephanie Rogers. That might who you're looking for is in charge of that event. All right, Paul and Stephanie Rogers. I'll look them up. They may even be in my friends listing. I'll have to check. I have five thousand people in my friends listing. I can't keep track of them all, but we'll see what happens. There's our email, ladies and gentlemen. Captain's Quarters Podcast Twenty One at Gmail dot com. If you have suggestions or you have thoughts, you have ideas, we want to have them all. We may not be able to use them all, or they may give us further ideas on where to go with what we'd like to do. I will brag on this one. I did get a confirmation. Sheriff Hardwick of St. John's County, the sheriff of the county, is going to make an appearance on our show on April 10th. He will be our guest on the show for April 10th, and we're going to talk about community involvement. He's very much um, into community involvement of the, the city of the, the St. John's County and the city of St. Augustine. He's very much having children be active about things and understand things. So we're going to talk with him and have him sit right there in that chair with me 
and I would be so honored to have him come into my house. And we're working also on a possibility of having the fire chief of St. John's County come out and sit with us also and talk about things there. <coughs> Pardon me. We have Adam Morrow we're scheduling for the first week or first Monday in April. I'd love to get the Las Vegas Pirate Festival out here. Those people that said, uh, put the name of them, Paul and Stephanie Rogers, if you could make contact. It's Mo's it's daughter that said that. Oh, Ashley. Hello, Ashley. It's Facebook user, so I couldn't tell. All right. Yep, I know who that is. That's Ashley. Hi, Ashley. Glad to have you aboard. Glad to have you here. If we can't get the Las Vegas Pirate Festival to be a part of the show next Monday night, maybe we can get Mo to be a part of it. Since we're still in going on here, Ashley, are you going to the Pirate Festival in Las Vegas? Question thrown out to her. See if she answers real quick. It could depend on how long her delay is, too. Yeah. So um, if we can't get Mo, we'll use Ashley. We'll put Ashley on board the, on, on the show and have some fun with her. Um, <laughs> yes, she is. Very good. So tell your dad I'll be sending him a message this week. Uh, but if we can get... Um, Paul and Stephanie Rogers to, to be on the show. I know that the week before their event, it, they're probably going to be very busy, but maybe we can get them on the show on a Monday night. It would be <coughs> 7 o'clock our time, which would be 5 o'clock their time, correct? Right, uh, Mandy? No, no yes. Yeah. Yeah, two hour, two hour difference now. right now. <laughs> two hour difference. So let's see if we can get them on the show. That would be wonderful. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, as I always say, if we have a guest, we always run way over the hour. If it's just me, well, we're sometimes less than an hour. But we, I, I stalled so we could go over the hour by three minutes so I don't look like I'm that boring. <laughs> Hi. Ladies and gentlemen, it's always a joy to have fun with this show. It's what it's all about is to have fun. We are picking up more and more people. I have school teachers that are interested in this and what we do. And we're now working on a, a private project that's part of the podcast that will be for school teachers only. And uh, we'll see how that goes. We'll probably work on it through the summer. David, Thursday evening, if Wayne is available, we may do some shorts in the uh, print room, print shop over on the Colonial Quarter on Thursday evening. Oh, excellent. All right. Very good. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, I can't think of anything else. Mr. Henley, have I forgotten anything? Nope, you're all on schedule, Captain. Very good. Mr. Longwood, we good? We are good. Hi, and Mandy Joe, are we good? Yes. Hey, you're not buried in snow anymore, right? Um, It's starting to melt. We're now getting floodwaters. Like, I literally watched my office building, like, have a waterfall down the side of it. I was like, that looks safe. Very good. Well, capture some of that water. You could start bottling it and have Utah water. If it wasn't illegal. Yeah, well, yeah, I know. Governments don't want us to do that kind of thing. Nevada so, lets you. Well, Elko County. <laughs> On that note, ladies and gentlemen, we always close the show with a toast. And Mr. Ha Mr. Longwood, kick Part it off. Part of the podcast. Part of the crew. Always. We can't do it without you. We cheers to you. Huzzah. Thank you for being a part of our show this week. We look forward to seeing you next week, Monday, 8 p.m. Aye.